Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cur Cryptocurrency Chat. I almost said it wrong. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit late if you're listening to us live, but it is the 222 of 2023. That is February 22nd, 2023, for the Wednesday show, episode 490. Yeah. I'm your host, Jake Jeverly. This is also Blockchain John. How's it going, John? Hello, hello, hello. Good, good. You know, finally rested. Yeah, good. About to get into some news. Yeah, let's get right into the news about some some dead lady, supposedly. <laughs> dead lady. Bulgarian <laughs> <laughs> investigators claim Crypto Queen was murdered in 2018. Murder. Uh, we actually had a we read an article uh, about uh, Crypto Crypto Queen not too long ago, and uh, it was in regards to the UK. Uh, what was it? The 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 UK investigators found out that yeah, she was London, yeah. in a home that. Or, yeah, found yeah. out that she was associated with a home, and uh, that home was actually going up for sale. So there's a possibility that she might be around. And um, but so it I'm turns sure that the FBI, all all, all uh, abbreviated agencies were were keeping. Yeah. An eye it on turns the home. out turns out that the Abbott's House Penthouse Limited, uh, Guernsey-based company, um, it was that uh, the people in Germany that represented her said, you know, this is this is us. But they didn't say she was alive. Then she said say she was dead either. They just. You know, the listing came from prosecutors in Germany rather than from her. So, <laughs> she might still be dead. I mean, it it would make sense, at least from the sense of the fact that she disappeared and we haven't heard a peep from her since. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I mean, it is possible to hide really, really well. It's also possible to be dead, you know? Well, what's the backstory? Why is she the number one most wanted uh, by the FBI? Because of the amount of money, right? Coin. We're talking yeah, about a lot of money coin. here. She fleeced $5 billion. That is more than those crazy nutty people did that were stupid, remember? They only did $4.5 billion, which is still not a lot less. But, um... Yep, she's, she's a multi-million dollar one-coin scam. You know, that's... This is when a lot of scams... Well, technically, there's still a lot of scams on the market, but uh, I think this was, like, the prime of scams of scams. One of the early Every ones, yeah. Out, there was pretty much, yeah, d during that time. Uh, but, yeah, apparently she might be deceased, according to this article, because, uh, let's see, there was a, a story published on February 15th, uh, 17th by a bird reporter, Dimitar Stoy Stoyanov, okay? So, mm. basically, a uh, bird is saying that Inatova's uh, uh, body was dismembered and dumped into the... I Ionian Sea, a body of water south of Adriatic Sea between Italy and Greece. Yeah, that's, uh, hmm. But see, it was also the report the same uh, week Ignatova's uh, former boyfriend, Gilbert Armetta, was sentenced five years in prison for his role in the OneCoin scam. So it's like you said, in, in pre-show, he doesn't have much incentive to, to say that she's still alive. It wouldn't be, you know, practical if, if he knows. Then he's kind of like, yeah, screw that bitch, I don't care. Um, but, you know, everyone's still looking for her, right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, at this point, why did nobody say this for, for six years? Five, six years. Why why did we only find out should, now? <laughs> he should be getting out pretty soon. So maybe if she's holding those private keys somewhere and he knows where they're at. Mm. I'm sure that the FBI is on that as well. Yeah, they're probably keeping an eye on him. <laughs> yep. uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's pretty much a follow-up on this particular article. Yeah. Uh, it will. Scams. It would be interesting to find out how true this is. Obviously, dumping a body in the in the sea. 
bodies don't, unless you tie them down, and even then, eventually, the things will come off because the, like, uh, what's his name? Scott Peterson dumped his his ex-wife, or his, well, his wife's body, and she did, and he did tie, tie her down, but the body did eventually, parts of it did eventually float up after things got, you know, deteriorated enough, and so they found parts of her body and proved that he was the one that killed her. So even if they did this, dismembered and then, you know, tied those stuff down, it's still possible that some of those parts could get out and float back to the surface. Bodies don't sink, they float. So... <laughs> Um, Not to get too conspiracy on this, but uh, Ben Laden's another one that was dumped into the ocean. Yeah. It's, yeah. And there was no parts found from him. Is the, the thing that's so dis disappointing is that you can totally make a really convincing uh, decapitated head. So there's no real proof that a person's dead because you can make it, make it look really, really real. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you prove that people are actually dead? Well, the fact that they haven't talked or done anything in a really long time, they must stay hidden. Like Bin Laden's one of those people that could not have kept his head down if he wasn't dead. <laughs> I agree. So he'd be up making making all kinds of shit. Just, just yeah, I don't think he's around. Anyways. I was dead for three days and rose again. <laughs> Moving on to uh, a, an Ordinal's article. Yeah. So, Ordinals is the hot thing right now, man. Crazy fire! Yes. Everybody's in Ordinals. If you're if you're part of the the, the Bitcoin ecosystem, everybody out there's talking about Ordinals and, and you know inscriptions. It's amazing. You know uh, miners love it because they're getting I think a three to four percent increase in just in miner fees. Aside from the, the uh, 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 distributed uh, uh, of the rewards fee, there's also the uh, uh, transaction fee, which uh, you know they're loving that. They're loving that. Yeah, it's amazing. And now, and now uh, Mr. Cool Guy over here, Indigo, awesome guy. If you don't know him, check him out on Twitter. He's everywhere. He's on, he's on Twitter. Twitter Space is very active on Twitter Spaces. He's in Discord and a bunch of different servers. Uh, follow him. He's a great guy. Uh, so he actually pretty much, what do you call this, a, a, a donation? Or he commissioned. Technically, he commissioned someone to... Uh, 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 to port over the ordinals from uh, Litecoin, the same code over to, to excuse me, from Bitcoin to Litecoin. Right. That's great because guess what? Um, Taproot is uh, also also integrated into Litecoin. Litecoin. And yep. that's what you need. And that's what you need to uh, to use uh, the ordinals protocol. Now, Litecoin's so, been around almost as long as Bitcoin has, um, but it's certainly and it is obviously a popular coin. It's worth about a hundred bucks a coin right now, so it's not like it's nothing. Um, it's certainly not nearly as popular as Bitcoin is, but at least it's at least similar enough and faster than Bitcoin, eh, slightly faster. <laughs> but, yeah, I was looking uh, at their, I was looking at their, 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 um, their blocks yesterday being filled up and transaction fees, how much they are. And surprisingly, even with inscriptions, uh, coming through, um, it's about a penny, a penny per transaction. That's actually really, really, really good. Wait for Bitcoin and or for Litecoin? Yeah. Uh, for Litecoin, yeah. For, okay. for for Bitcoin, I think it's ranging about ten dollars. Okay. Pretty close to ten bucks. Yeah. It was uh, at the beginning of this whole Orno thing. I think it was a little under five bucks. It was like four, maybe four fifty, four seventy five uh, transaction. Uh, now it's I think getting close to ten bucks, only because people are paying a premium to get their inscriptions into the network. Yeah, hundred fifty four thousand. Wait. Hundred fifty four thousand as of the time of this writing. Yeah. So Litecoin, there it is, man. It's it's beautiful, you know, and there's a lot there's a lot of development going on. There's even this thing called um, uh, 
what is it uh or uh tele teleburn teleburn and what people are doing is they're literally burning their 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 uh assets or the nfts from other chains like ethereum and then porting it uh and then re recreating them on bitcoin and now i guess litecoin's gonna be another thing and that's the the new phrase is teleburn so yeah there's gonna be a lot of things going on there it's pretty cool because you get to actually for folks that don't know inscriptions you're literally burning your not burning you're you're inscribing your uh, your data or your material whether it be music video uh uh photos uh artwork uh permanently into permanently yeah, permanently into yeah. the blockchain into the blockchain that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it's yeah. it's it's not it's still not uh there's actually a lot of services out there there's orbots you can literally go to orbot.com and uh you can even make multiple now there's a new thing where you can make you can start minting multiple uh, uh inscriptions with one transaction right that's right. freaking cool so a lot of people are developing a lot of stuff out there um real real quick you know they're trying to make this as easy as possible now you don't even see at the beginning like i was telling you uh, uh jake at the beginning you have to have the uh the bitcoin blockchain in order to use yeah the, the whole thing yeah that's the entire now, core now yep. now for people providing services saying uh that you don't even need that anymore all you go to them you just pay them a premium fee and they'll mint it directly for you and then you just input your address into the website and then once it's minted it'll automatically be sent over to your address yes yes polytech uh raven is so much better but uh we need taproot on raven <laughs> remember ordinals aren't the same as uh um <clears throat> as nfts are so nfts are somewhat changeable and uh yeah, i guess they are there you can still alter an nft after the fact but an ordinal is unalterable it is permanent and that's right yeah litecoin even has member wimble i forgot about that so that's sure. a optional privacy code where if you uh you want to actually just um uh conceal your transaction you technically can and that's great you know uh, if you just want some extra privacy there if you're just moving transactions around that's great man a beautiful thing litecoin is is underrated for sure yeah true you can't right, you can't on. try to change the oh. ipf ipfs that's true all right moving on to bitcoin lightning network growth is organic organic pardon me coming from real world adoption <gasps> what 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 wait a minute lightning lightning network is getting popular for some reason oh my gosh this is amazing I like, the, I like the visual one, they used. <laughs> yeah, Shazam. One, this is another one where if you wanted to utilize the Bitcoin Lightning Network, you had to have the uh, Bitcoin Core. And now the services out there, like wallets, like, uh, uh, was it Strike? You can use Strike. I think, uh, what is it, uh, Cash Cash App? Can you use Cash, cash app? app? There's a. There's oh, that's a right. No, you're right. You can send. You can, because I did that. I sent, I sent some Satoshis to you on Cash App not yeah. that long ago. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of wallets out there now that are, that are integrated with the... Uh, with lightning which is great you know it's going to continue to grow and there's this new protocol called nostern that uh that that's a uh, it's a relay service for pretty, pretty much it's a, it's a twitter relaying off of uh m multiple uh websites so if you want to create your own relay uh, aka website or your service you can technically do it off the nostr protocol and nostr's integrated the Bit bitcoin lightning network which if you're doing things on NOS or say for example if we upload videos images text you know hello world um, off of these uh, one of these Noster uh, relays uh, and somebody likes it they can they can boost it they can they can send us some donos mm -hmm. that's awesome I love it you know uh, and it's 
tech, it's decentralized. And uh, it's, I would say, I, I'm not going to say that it's uh, spam resistant or, uh, or, let me see, or they don't censor you because every relay operator technically can filter your data. They just can't stop your data from being relayed over to other uh, relays because the Nostra protocol uh, communicates across all, all relays. So if you're communicating with one and if that relay operator doesn't like your content, it's okay. It's going to be relayed across other, other services. If you have people following you on one particular relay, uh, um, that's great because they, they port exactly over to, across the whole ecosystem of Nostra. That's great. You don't actually have to continuously go to you know, all these different social media services to try to build up your, your following. You just, you know, you are you. You identify yourself uh, uh, through the Nostra protocol. And uh, people start following you across all these chains, or not all these chains, all these relays. I got a little too deep into. Uh, into right. Basically, well, this article is talking about uh, Lightning Network. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, there's there's uh, a lot of different a lot of different interactivities going on that people are joining to use the Lightning Network, and that's the reason for its sudden increase in uh, or growth, as they say. Growth is truly organic. Because of all these people getting into the utilization of what Lightning can do for them. In fact, this is that yeah, there's the chart right there um, of all the different things that Strike is is now involved with. Yeah, the Cash App Strike. there down. You got uh, Strike ZBD. You got uh, you got South Africa on there. Mm -hmm. You got El Salvador. Um, yep. You see, you got Thunder. Yeah, Thunder was another one. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah and it's gonna keep growing. It just surpassed 5,000 uh, BTC. And I remember that I remember the early days when this first got started, uh, the, 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 the developers saying, hey, we need to just maximize the amount of, of uh, I guess, what do you call them, nodes? No, not they're not nodes. What are they called? Um, they're like micro-nodes, right? Just call, call them nodes for now. Yeah. Wallets. Wallets, Wallets yeah. or whatever no. they're called. Um, the maximum, of, uh, I think it was like 10, 10 Bitcoin at the time. And now we're already surpassing 5,000 BTC. That's crazy. Yes, yes crazy. absolutely. It's great to see the Lightning Network grow because the Lightning Network, has, being based off of the, off Bitcoin and being one of the most well, the most popular coin in the world, um, it's easy for people to transition to it. So, and on top of that, I can't waiting an hour just to make a transaction, <laughs> like it is with Bitcoin. Not, not 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 to mention the fact that just to transact a freaking Bitcoin costs ten bucks. So if you're trying to send, you know, trying to buy a soda pop in uh, El Salvador for fifty five cents. Uh, you don't have to spend $10 to do it. Lightning Network is ridiculously inexpensive and very fast, thus the name. Lightning, it's great. Yes, yeah. it's awesome. Back to Noster. Uh, Noster Zap is their, is their Bitcoin payment uh, network, um, which is great because you get to send a microtransaction, which is a big deal. I was just talking about on the, other, on, on the last article in regards to transactions. We were paying up to like $10. Uh, to 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 boost up their their transaction into the into the block, with with uh, with Lightning, it is instantaneous. So if you guys don't have it, uh, there's a lot of wallets out there. Uh, if you guys want an easy on ramp, that would easily be uh, Cash App or Strike, um, or if you want, and that's uh, that's a non custodial. Yeah, it's technically a non custodial wallet. I would consider that. Uh, if you guys want a custodial wallet, that would be Blue Wallet. Mm, let's see. What's another one? Blue Wallet. Yeah, li um, Lightning. Does Lightning, uh, the original Lightning Wallet, do it or no? I don't know. 
All right, well, one of the things that I can see why, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Jack Dorsey's uh, Cash App, also Block, is getting into Lightning is because they're already a Cash App, right? I mean, the whole point of Cash App is to send money either to buy stuff or to send money to your friends. So like Venmo in the same sense of sending money between friends or paying people for whatever, I really like the idea of using Satoshis instead. And so it's kind of like, the problem, of course, with Cash App is that it's not, you know, it's decentralized. It is, it is still, you know, owned by a company, that being Block. It would be nice if it were completely separate. Like you were saying, they were mentioning that the, the uh, uh, non-custodial wallets. That way it's all in your hands. You don't have to worry about it. You can just get on your app, send your Satoshis, and done. Well, this is the whole point of it. This is the thing that's so exciting about these, this Nostra concept is that you can treat it like a Satoshi Cash App or Satoshi Venmo. So... Yep. So if you guys want to get into uh, Lightning, which it's a beautiful thing, check out Wallet of Satoshi, Strike, Blue Wallet, or Cash App. I mean, it's entirely in your hands. Not that this is the what was it? Mike was saying that um, the problem with Venmo and or Cash App itself is that they can decide for whatever reason that they don't want to service you. Like, oh, right, sorry, your your account is now closed because uh, the FBI or someone's investigating you, or we just don't like what you do. Too bad, sucker. If you get your own non-custodial, you can trade with whomever you like. And with, I mean, obviously, the U.S. government can still come after you. <laughs> if, if you, if it's necessary, even, I mean, come on. If you were sending um, 5,000 Satoshis to terrorists, would the U.S. government still come after you? Really? <laughs> 5,000 Satoshis is like a dollar. <laughs> Here you go, Sama, Sama Bin Laden, or whomever, you know. Here's your dollar. I'm supporting terrorists. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just right. mocking. Let's move on, move on to Polygon. <laughs> Polygon Block Explorer crashes, befuddled users. What? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, so uh, apparently Polyscan, not Polygon. Polyscan is the uh, scanner uh, website that uh, tracks all the activity of Polygon, just like any other, like Etherscan. Etherscan tracks Ethereum, so Polyscan tracks Poly. And it went down. And because it also supports other websites, not just itself, now people can check on Polyscan, but Polyscan lends its, its data out to a whole bunch of other people. Uh, and so when that went down, all the data went down, and people were like, wait, 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 Poly what? Polygon's down? No. Nope, nope, just the website. This is the problem with uh, centralized crap, is uh, when the centralized crap fails, uh, it might seem like the blockchain's down, but it's not. If you're processing transactions and you're not seeing them show up, it'd be nice to check to see if another system was up other than just Polyscan. I mean, other people track yeah, Polygon. Polygon's, I think it's Polygon ha has been down a few times in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Has it or has it? I'm I don't sure think it has, right? Maybe it has. I don't think it has. But I don't, if it was, I don't remember us talking about it. And so. Okay. Well, now I don't even want to talk on that if I'm not. If you're not confident, I'm not confident. I need your backing on this. I don't Come remember on. us ever talking about Polygon going down. So okay. if it did go down, I wasn't aware of it. Not to say it can't, but I don't think it has. Mm. Maybe before it was super popular. <laughs> but I mean, it's still... A, I, I, I need to go check because I'm not going to do it right now during the show. But um, okay. I would definitely need to go check to see if Polygon ever actually went down. And it wasn't just, you know, 
polyscan going down. Well, but. in regards to this article, there's no issues with with Polygon. Um, it's just the Block Explorer going down. Right. Um, which is not a big deal. It, you can easily bring that. But, back I mean, there's multiple there. other scanning tools that can scan the blockchain. Yeah. So it's not you don't you know if you're only relying upon this one resource, then maybe check other resources. Fortunately, it's a free market and you can do that. Yeah, Polygon uses uh, Relish and the Revelation hitting back at Solana, which itself has experienced numerous outages mm -hmm. in the last year. Mm -hmm. So it was made clear that Polygon was clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. Yeah. Do not yeah, panic. And that's, so, and that's, so I wanted to just piggyback off of that was the fear with, with the Polygon community is that it's gone down multiple times. And so anything that's disconnected from Polygon, like uh, major services, like, like a Block Explorer, that's a big deal. You know, if that goes out and then you're trying to find data in regards to the network and you can't, and that's pretty much your main source is the Explorer. And if the Explorer goes down and you're like, crap, Polygon went down, mm -hmm. you know, that's your immediate, your immediate, immediate thought. Well, not necessarily, but it's like, it's like if. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But the, the, the idea is that it's already instilled in the community's thoughts Yeah. that it's already happened multiple times in the past. And if you have a big uh, a corporation or big service, big company. On Polygon, and it goes down. You need to figure out what to do with your clients and your customers, or your services that you that you're providing. Well, that would be true of any resource. So it's not like I mean, any major company is going to need to make sure that they have multiple backup solutions. It's like if you're a company that depends on the internet, <laughs> I mean, heavily depends on the internet for your customers and their features. You're going to have multiple connections. You're not just going to have one. And having worked in a data center, I'm very cl clear about this. I've known. Relatively large companies like Oppo, you probably heard of Oppo, right? They make phones. Mm -hmm. um, they had a very small installation at one of the buildings I worked at, and they had one internet connection. I was like, dudes, really? One? Just one? They're like, well, this is a relatively small build. I'm like, all right. I would not put a single source of failure in line of my internet company. <laughs> yeah. So. Oppo. That's how you get them so affordable. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah. Polygon didn't go down. It just looked like it did. Let's move on to some really serious, possibly bad SEC BS that they're doing yet again. You say CCP? No, I said SEC. SEC. Oh, SEC. <laughs> Sorry. NBA Top Shot MTs are plausibly securities. Judge rules in Dapper Labs lawsuit. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yes. this is not good. Plausibility, plausibly securities is basically, and this is the thing we, we've talked about this for ages, and it's it's being argued against this rule, and has been for years, that consumer goods are not securities. As, as I said in the pre-show, um, <laughs> Beanie Babies were Beanie Babies, pardon me, Beanie Babies was this stupid craze in the '90s that people were going crazy for these dumb stuffed animals that uh, they thought would go up in value if they just bought enough of them. And some of them did. But, I mean, it's really only people who just love stuffed animals. I'm not saying I hate them, but it, it's kind of weird. And uh, it was ruled ages ago that these are not securities. Nobody would invest. Well, somebody would. But very few people would invest in Beanie Babies as a security. And that's what they're basically saying, that this is wrong to say that these NBA Top Shop um, video playlists or you know images or whatever are actually securities. They're just art that people like. 
yes, it could go up in value. But, I mean, the same thing can be said for, for uh, what's it called, um, baseball cards or basketball cards or football cards. Nobody invests in these things. I shouldn't say that nobody does. But very few people invest in trading cards as a means of investment for future value. There's no way of knowing if it's going to go up in value. There's no way of guaranteeing it. You're not. You're not saying, "Well, you know, I know I'm going to earn five you percent know, year over year on these uh, um, uh, Shaquille O'Neal basketball cards I bought from his rookie years." <laughs> Dapper Labs is a really, really nice company. If you don't know Dapper Labs, check it out. They make a lot. Of, uh, well, they have. Yeah, they have a lot of services. Um, so yeah, check them out. They're fun. Uh, I, they even have. They even had a, a, a wallet. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure they had a wallet. Because I remember um, I was getting free trans... Yeah, it had to be a wallet. Uh, there are services that are providing via the wallet. And you remember I was ta- 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 telling you about uh, um, uh, Ethermon? Yeah. So yep. uh, when transactions started to go up in price, what Dapper Labs did was they started to absorb the transaction uh, uh, fee. As long as... Because, you know, in order to play the game, you actually had to continuously uh, utilize transactions. And... Uh, from $0.25 cents to a dollar to $2, yeah, Dapper Labs was absorbing that. You know, in comparison to me, what I was paying was I was paying like $0.10, cents, $0.15 cents per transaction uh, on the Ethereum network. And as as the transaction fees went up, Dapper Labs absorbed that. Great company. I'm so happy they did that because a lot of me had to play for a few more months on that game. So here's a here's a little quote from, uh, from Dapper Labs' uh, spokesperson. Courts have repeatedly found that consumer goods, including art and collectibles like baseball cards, are not securities under federal law. Uh, we are confident the same holds true for moments and other collectibles, digital or otherwise, and look forward to vigorously defending our position in court as the case continues. Beautiful. I got to applaud them because that's what that's what people that's what companies and people need to do. They, they definitely need to go to court. You know, don't don't be afraid to go to court because we need we need the 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 absolute uh, i guess what are you what are you gonna call it ultimatum the ultimatum like this is absolutely it this is the truth and nothing but the truth like you can't just the sec just can't be coming over with a bunch of mumbo jumbo like we got this now you know if this if the judge uh goes in the favor of dapper labs great now we can use this case as well saying that uh, uh that pretty much these nfts baseball cards basketball cards uh race cards soccer cards are not securities they're collectibles. Now, if they happen to go up in value, great. That's beautiful. You know, they can sell them. But it's not. It's not about. It's the fact. All right. So, moments on Top Shot are t- not. Well, they're they're in, you know non fungible tokens, so they're not splittable like like stocks typically are. Um, and I don't think that's something you could ever really do, anyways. Maybe somebody could invent a way of doing that. But I know that that uh, Celsius did have a way that you could. In, I know it wasn't Celsius. Somebody else came up with a way to store your NFTs to make them like securities, but that's not what's being done here. You know, people who buy these NBA Top Shot MTs are not storing them necessarily with Dapper Labs to make, you know, say, oh, well, I'm going to loan this thing out in value. Yes, if you're going to do that, then it, then it is a security. But, yeah, but if you're not, just owning not. it, if you're just owning it because you're owning and and if it happens to go up in value, it's not a security. So I, yeah. yeah. And that, it has nothing to do with Dapper Labs. Has to do with the, uh, the 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 customer manipulating their uh, their NFT, and I have seen services out there, uh, and I don't think it's Dapper Labs. There's other companies out there that does. Uh, you can't technically uh, 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 insert your your NFT into a, a smart contract, and then it will divide it into whatever you want. A hundred, a hundred, um, 
uh, sub assets, uh, not so I guess uh, sub tokens. So you can pretty much profit off of them if you want to own a piece of uh, of the Michael Jordan Top Shot moment. Uh, you can, and if the entire card goes up in value, you can sell your your little piece. Right, but we need to make sure that that is a separate entity, separate function that these NFTs themselves, Top Shot in particular, and any NFT made henceforth, um, are not actually themselves as uh, securities. So. Mm. Right. That's what we're. That's what they argue that Dapper Labs is going to make, and hopefully defend their position so that the SE doesn't just bowl them over and completely ruin the concept of NFTs for everyone else. I mean, I get it. Dapper Labs is going to pay a gargantuan of money for accidentally doing the wrong thing or get run out of business, like what almost happened to Odyssey or uh, Library.tv. So, all right, last article. Trade Group accuses SEC of stealthy overreach in Coinbase insider trading case. This Ooh. is also important. This one's actually from Cointelegraph. We haven't had a Cointelegraph article in a while. Yeah. So the Securities and Exchange Commission has been accused again, 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 of overstepping its authority, which it has been, I, I don't know how to put it any other way than to say that maybe the reason they're doing something is because they're being pushed by the, you know, the federal government to say, hey, you need to handle this stuff, um, but also by all the people who are under the thumb of the SEC right now who are kind of like, hey, you know, we don't like these uh, crypto people over here. Like, you know, what was it? Who are, the, who are the old fogies who are still saying that crypto is stupid? I um, can't think of their names. But um, famous old guys who are, have yeah. been working under the SEC all these, you know, for 50 to 80,000 years. Yeah. Um, who are just like, really hey, we don't like this. Why are you making the people, why, why, why? And it's like, dude, get with the times. Oh, you're old and don't know how to do it? Hell, too bad. And so they're kind of getting pressure from those people as well um, to not allow this to go forward except under the, the rules of the current U.S. Well, we need to change the rules so that we can figure out how this actually works. Um, so the, um, <clears throat> uh, but this, I guess it's more specifically about, uh, the, about Coinbase than it is, but basically the, the um, stealthy overreach in Coinbase in traders is kind of like, uh, why aren't you guys, you keep, keep in mind, we know this to be a fact. Coinbase has always had their coins pump, uh, 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 the day or just hours before the tokens was released onto the market. That's kind of, that's, that's sketchy. That's sketchy. When they're listing coins at a fraction of a penny and all of a sudden, right before they release it or the day they release it, well, right before they release it, it skyrockets in price right. and then boom, they released it. Right. And then these insider traders that work for Coinbase that knew that I was going to be listed yep. are dumping it on the market. Yep. That's a big problem, man. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, true insider trading is illegal, as we know. And it's like, well, who's doing the insider trading here? Hmm? <laughs> and why is it that Coinbase is the one that get, gets all the attention? And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, exactly. Coinbase was caught. They're, they're, they they did uh, actually have some, some employees there that was doing some insider trading. Uh, and they I think they were. They were, they were prosecuted, yes. It has, they had, those people have been prosecuted. Yeah. So. Um. You have advanced knowledge. You cannot act on that advanced knowledge if you work for the company. That's the, that's the whole point of insider trading uh, scandals is that 
you have this advanced knowledge. And this is what, I mean, not to try to get too far off the topic, but the fact of the matter is, this is the reason we want Congress people to stop trading stocks. <laughs> you guys make the freaking rules that make this happen. You need to stop. That's not cool. So. The chamber cited the library versus SEC case in its brief in which the judge has ruled that the secondary market transactions would not be designated as security transactions, which is great. We need that. That's another thing that uh, if library didn't go to court, uh, this, this would have never came out. So, yeah, just keep going to court. We need more people, more companies going to court. Unfortunately, they have to pay you the millions of dollars, but it helps It helps the, the future generations of, of crypto uh, families, and I say families because yeah, families are adopting. There's nations all around the world that are adopting crypto. Right. So to have regulation like this is a beautiful thing. Uh, in regards to secondary market, obviously, if you have an insider trading, that's a problem. Um, so once it's uh, once it's placed onto the market by Coinbase, and then you buy it directly from there, that's technically a secondary market, is it not? Yeah, anything after the first sale, anything after the first sale is going to be secondary market. Sale, but, yeah. so, but the first sale would technically be Coinbase buying it, right? Yeah. So the, so the initial project, wherever it's, wherever it's listed at, say, for example, they have a, a 30% uh, uh, pool of funds that's going to uh, places like Coinbase, right? So they, they, they give this money over to Coinbase or give these tokens, these billions and billions of tokens over to Coinbase. That's a technically a transaction because Coinbase is paying the project or the blockchain, uh, the the quote unquote um, right fee, not fee. Um, yeah. The the price price per token. At yes. The time, yes. They're the ones that starts. Thing. They're the starting point. So. So yes. yeah. So that technically would be the initial the initial transaction. Mm -hmm. The secondary market would be when Coinbase listed, and then we can buy it off of Coinbase. Yep. Yep. So. Is that trading bad? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, That's it's not, it's, it's like, if you're gonna, what is it, what's the rule of when you're a child in elementary school and you're like, you bring candy to the classroom and it's for you, right? And the teacher goes, did you bring enough for everybody? And they're, and you're like, I didn't think about everybody, I only thought about me. And they're like, yeah, well, the reason we say, if you don't do it unless you've got enough for everybody is because everybody didn't get a chance to do that. So you don't either. Or unless you like paying a fine. That is having your candy taken away. <laughs> I want to read this last little this sentence right at the end. I think it's the end. Yeah, it's the end, the last sentence. The SEC sued former Coinbase global product manager, Ishan Wahi, brother Nikhail Wahi, and associate Samir Ramani in July 2022, alleging that the trio had used confidential information obtained Ishan to make $1.5 million in gains from trading 25 different cryptocurrencies. Yep. That's what I was talking about earlier. So yep. Yeah, they, they were they were charged and uh, they're still working for Coinbase, uh, but that they're charged. No, I'm joking. They're <laughs> no, it's illegal. It's a jailable offense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, even That's even that, the world's richest crypto nerd, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, can't do everything even though he's been trying to. <laughs> I do want to plug in before we get going. ETH Denver is next week, so I'm going to try to pull that up here on screen, ethdenver.com. It's actually going on starting in two days, technically. Yep. But the big the big days, uh, I think, uh, March 3rd through 5th. Uh, yeah, there it is. The, the core event is March 2nd through 5th. Uh, yeah, so Build Week is the 24th, starting in two days. So if you guys want to check out ETH Denver, dude, it's right around the corner. You know, get ready for that. Buy, buy your tickets. Yep. Get your hotel. Go check it out. There's going to be uh, thousands and thousands of people out there. Um, I'm still like, ah, oh, man, uh, 
Should I go? Should I not go? I really want to go. Uh, maybe after the show, I'll start looking at flights. Only because everyone's hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people that I know that are, are going to it, and I kind of want to meet everybody. You know, it's, it's right. nice, and it's a free event. You can't be free. This is oh. Meet Denver, free baby. You got to fly to Denver first, right? <laughs> or if you live there, drive there, right? Um, but yeah, we also got stuff going on tomorrow. We have a um, another interview, guest interview on the show at nine at seven p.m. You guys want to tune in uh, seven p.m. Pacific. But will be a little bit of pre-show roll uh, if you want to, you know, jump in the chat, Twitch chat for that. Um, Sean Sean Neal of uh, Dynamo Coin will be on the podcast. It's been a while since we've had him on. Yeah. We've interviewed him twice. We interviewed him from the very beginning of the debut of his actual coin, <laughs> way back in May of 2021. Was it 20? Yeah, 2021. Um, it's been two years since Dynamo Coin Coin came out. Wow. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, a lot more interviews in the pipeline that we're that we're working together with. Uh, so, stand by for that. It's gonna be it's it, these interviews are coming left and right, which is great. We just need to get everything set up properly, and get them get them on the books. So, yep. pretty soon we'll uh, we'll have some more some more people here. Check out our coin tree. Check out our Discord. Check out uh, you know our content in general. Also, if you want to help us, uh, you know you can donate either in crypto, which we appreciate, as we are a cryptocurrency <laughs> chat podcast. But you can also uh, join our Patreon and catch all the extra content. All the pre-show. If you don't get to see, Polytech is one of the few people who joins us live. If you want to check out all of our pre- and post-show content, both for interviews and for our show, the only way to get it, other than being here live every day, is to check it out on Patreon. It's really cheap. Three bucks a month minimum. Get you all that content. So we appreciate you. If you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. We appreciate you very much. As we say at the end of every show, stack sats and and hodl. Adios. Adios.